ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد when we look at anything of significance as it relates to our dunya we take the time and the effort we invest the money and the resources to make sure that we prepare for whatever that thing is accordingly for anything of significance we always prepare for it based on how significant that thing is to us so if somebody is planning on taking an important exam if someone has an important job interview if someone has anything of significance in their life they're going to do whatever it is they have to do if they truly care if it truly means anything to them to prepare accordingly for that thing whatever that is now if it doesn't really mean anything to them why would they prepare but if it means everything to them if it means a lot to them then they're not going to hesitate to spend the time the money the resources not just to do a good job to try their best within that duration of time but especially beforehand in terms of preparation if somebody wants to take the bar exam you don't just wing it if someone's going to try to get into med school you don't just wing it there's so much time and preparation and money that we put in because that's what we have to put in because we believe and we're convinced in our heart of hearts we're going to get more out of this on the other side we're going to get more out of it in comparison to what we're putting in So somebody may get in debt a huge amount of money to go through a certain program take medical school as a classic example they're willing to do that because part of the long term plan is I'm going to suffer so to speak now I'm going to struggle now I'm going to put in so much time and effort sleepless nights and doing rotations and doing so much because there's this goal that I have that I need to attain and once i get there it's going to pay off and you know that someone is convinced that it's going to pay off when they're willing to put in the time the effort the money the resources so if we're willing to do this for the sake of our dunya as we should no one is saying otherwise wala tansa nasibaka min ad-dunya allah tells us in the quran don't forget your portion of the dunya However elsewhere in the Quran and we need we need to juxtapose this concept with another within the Quran in which Allah says famshu fi manakibiha wa kulu mir rizqihi wa ilayhi an-nushur in which Allah tells us to to walk through the earth so the term that Allah uses specifically for making a living for working that 9 to 5 for you know getting that job and building that career whatever it is Allah uses the specific term of walking. Famshu fi manakibiha. So when it comes to checking these boxes which we're supposed to do, which we have to do. If somebody has a family to provide for, they have to provide for their family. That responsibility falls on their shoulders. Even then Allah uses the term famshu fi manakibiha to walk through the earth wa ilayhi an-nushur.
The specific term though that Allah uses is to walk. However, when it comes to the next life, when it comes to the akhirah, when it comes to the hereafter, Allah uses very different specific terms in the Qur'an. So for dunya, Allah says walk. But then for akhirah, for jannah, Allah says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ حَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Allah says to go quickly, to rush quickly, seeking Allah's forgiveness and His Jannah. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ Notice something. The, the Qur'an is extremely precise. First, Allah mentions مَغْفِرَةٍ. First, Allah mentions forgiveness. And then secondly, Allah mentions paradise. Secondly, Allah mentions Jannah. I.e., if I want to make it to part two of the ayah, then I need to do part one. If I want to make it to Jannah, then I need to rush towards the forgiveness of Allah Azza wa Jal. To go quickly. إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ In Surah Al-Hadid, Allah says, سَابِقُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ To compete with one another, to, 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 to rush, but in competition with one another in healthy ways. The classic example that we all know of is when during this very difficult time period, Allah refers to it in the Qur'an in Surah Tawbah, fi sa'atil usra. At the time of Tabuk, it was an extremely difficult situation. In the heat of summer on top of that. This was the instance, notice something. When times got tougher, the Sahaba became more generous, not less. Think about that. This is their yaqeen. This is their certainty. I know that if I put in the effort, the time, the money, the resources for the sake of Allah. I know for a fact, and I'm going to back it up with my actions, not just talking the talk, but also walking the walk and spending the money. They became more generous. This was when Allah refers to it as this extremely difficult situation. Allah testifies to this. This was when Sayyidina Umar came and he gave half of what he had. So he actually gave more when times got more tough, when times got more difficult, not less. Because he knew he had the foresight, he had the insight. I know by doing this, Allah is going to give me so much more. I know by doing this, I'm only going to benefit. In ahsantum ahsantum li anfusikum wa in asatum falaha. Man amila salihan fali nafsihi wa man asa'a fa'alaiha wa ma rabbuka bidhalamin lil habid. Allah mentions this time and time again in the Quran. If you do good, ultimately it's for yourself. And if you do bad, ultimately it's against yourself. Because we reap what we sow. When we show up on the Day of Judgment and we have nothing but our deeds. We have, we have nothing but our book of deeds. That's the only thing that matters on that day. There, there's, no, there's no other currency on that day other than what a person prepares for in terms of their deeds. For better or for worse. So when Allah tells us how we should approach this life in comparison to the next life. Notice something, for dunya, Allah didn't say sit down, Allah didn't say sprint. Allah said walk. So we have to put in the time and the effort, we have to, we have to dot the I's and cross the T's, so to speak. We have to do our part. We have to put in the effort. We have to study for the exam and prepare for the job interview. We have to. But Allah is still telling us, don't forget though that your purpose is greater than this. Your purpose is the infinite, not the finite. Your purpose is خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Not حَيَاتُ dunya. 
Whenever Allah refers to this life in, 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 in a negative sense, Allah uses the term dunya. But when it's in a positive sense, Allah uses the term alam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. But then when it comes to seeing the dunya without the depth perception, right, you need two eyes for depth perception. So the believer focuses on, on both lives, the dunya and the akhirah. This gives us the depth perception that we need. So when, when, when Allah compares the two, Allah is saying, okay, walk for this, but for this, run, rush. For the dunya, when, when Allah refers to it without the depth perception, as if one eye is covered, and interestingly enough, the jal is one eye, that's another topic for another day. The jal is only focused on what? It's only focused on dunya. And the Prophet taught us, alayhi salatu salam, that, that the jal is one eye, and your Lord is not one eye. Azza wa jal. Allah says regarding this life in a derogatory sense, the one who made this life in the first place, know that know that this, this lowly life that's close to us but it's also low is a couple different things. Play, amusement, boasting amongst yourselves, amassing wealth and you know, increasing the size of your family. Allah mentions a couple different things. But at the end of the ayah, it goes back to the infinite. In the ayah afterwards, it goes back to the infinite. Allah is telling us and teaching us, yes, walk for the dunya, but rush towards the akhirah. Compete towards the akhirah. Isn't that what Sayyidina Umar and Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, isn't that what they did? When times got more difficult, when, when things became more suffocating financially, they gave more. That was when Sayyidina Umar went and gave half of what he had. And, then he, and he thought, now... I find so secretly in his heart he's trying to compete with Sayyidina, compete with Sayyidina Abu Bakr. So he thought to himself, and he would say this later, okay, now I now I've won. For this Abu Bakr, he beat me in so many other things. He was always at the forefront doing so many amazing things. But for this one, okay, now I'm confident. Now now I can hold my own. I've given half of what I have, now I've definitely won. He found out. That Sayyidina Abu Bakr had already given everything that he had. And our scholars have mentioned that act is not something for the rest of us. That was only specifically for Abu Bakr because he was Abu Bakr in that specific time in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. The point of this is not for us to go and give everything we have. That's not the point at all. Actually in the Qur'an, for, for the rest of us as, as, as you know, average Joes, as general folks in the community... Allah tells us don't do that because you're going to end up regretting it. But ha have a healthy balance between the two. Don't give too much, don't give too little. Find something in between. When things got more difficult, Sayyidina Umar gave half. Sayyidina Abu Bakr gave everything that he had. And the Prophet actually cautioned Abu Bakr. He said, what about your family? What are you leaving for your family? He said, Allah and his messenger. And the Prophet accepted it because Sayyidina Abu Bakr had already proven to him time and time for years for, for over a decade and a half prior to this, that, that he knows what he's doing. And he's willing to struggle if it means that this is going to be better for the community. These are examples of what it means to rush towards the forgiveness of Allah. To compete towards the forgiveness of Allah and His Jannah. To flee towards Allah Azza wa Jal. Don't flee from Allah, flee towards Allah. After we make mistakes, we think to ourselves, okay... I'm too embarrassed to go to the masjid. I'm too embarrassed to do a good deed. I'm too embarrassed to do something positive to replace the negative. If that's how we're thinking, 
then that means that our enemy has already convinced us of what he wants us to be convinced of in terms of shaitan. That's exactly how shaitan wants us to think. Oh, you went out for college night, Thursday night? How can you go for Jum'ah the next day? You just got drunk last night. How are you going to show up to the masjid for Jum'ah? You're a hypocrite. You're this, you're that. You're. That's how shaitan wants us to think. But Allah is telling us, in al-hasanat yudhibna sayyat, that good deeds replace bad deeds. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَةُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ What's Allah telling us about Himself? Our enemy wants to tell us about Allah. We need to push that to the side. And let's look at what Allah is telling us Himself about Himself. Ar-Rahman allama al-Qur'an. The main thing Allah emphasizes about Himself is His mercy throughout the Qur'an. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursalin alhamdulillahi Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Inna allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi, ya ayuhal ladhina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima, sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What's a practical action item that I can take away from these ayat when I come across them? What's a practical action item? Because we don't just want to learn things, we also want to do things. It's not just about the ilm, but the ilm has to be turned into amal. The whole point of Allah giving us these seeds of knowledge, of wisdom, is for us to plant them and to water them, to cultivate them, and to taste the fruit of them. Ramadan is right around the corner, and we ask Allah to help us to reach Ramadan. What's one of the most effective ways that I can prepare for Ramadan? That I can rush towards Allah's forgiveness? that I can compete towards Allah's forgiveness, that I can flee towards Allah as opposed to fleeing from Allah Azza wa Jal. It's to simply make istighfar. To just carve out a few moments today, between now and sunset, we all know that the time after Asr on Friday is a very special window of time. It's very good for dua and, and other good deeds, but especially dua. When we're making istighfar, we're asking Allah to forgive us, to forgive us, to forgive us. And istighfar specifically, each dhikr has its own qualities and attributes. Istighfar specifically will bring a unique type of relief and, and, and a sense of freedom from different burdens from the heart. But we have to connect with it. It does not mean that we go and, and make istighfar like 10,000 times every day. That's, that's overwhelming. That's too much. But within each of our hearts now, can we make the intention? Between us and Allah Azza wa Jal, the most forgiving, the most merciful, can we make the intention now that today, between now and when Maghrib comes in, can I make istighfar once, twice, five times, ten times? If a person wants to go above and beyond that, God bless them. But if a person can start with that little kernel, just that, that little seed, just ask Allah for forgiveness one time. Ya Allah, forgive me for everything that I've done. Forgive me for all of my mistakes in my life. I'm not justifying them. They're mistakes, and I know they're mistakes. And I ask you to forgive me. Because you are the most forgiving, and you love to forgive. So please forgive me. Ya Allah, you say in your book, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ That my mercy encompasses all things. And I'm something, so Ya Allah, have mercy on me. 
I'm begging you for your forgiveness and for your mercy. Help me to try to slowly but surely come closer to you and to go in the right direction. This is the juxtaposition that Allah gives us in the Qur'an between how we see this life and how we see the next life. I'll conclude with this. There's a specific way of asking Allah for forgiveness known as Sayyidul Istighfar. Some translate it as the master of seeking forgiveness. Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa anta khalaqtani wa ana abduk wa ana ala ahdika wa wa'adika mastata'at until the end. The Prophet taught us that whoever, you can look it up online. The, the Sayyid or the, the master, the chief of seeking forgiveness. The Prophet taught us that whoever, it takes 20 seconds to say. If it's difficult to read the Arabic, that's fine. Read a translation. In English, in Farsi, in Pashto, in Urdu, in, in, in Mandarin, in any language. By connecting with this concept and asking Allah whatever is mentioned there sincerely, the Prophet promised us والسلام, that whoever says this in the evening with conviction in it, and they die that evening, between Maghrib and Fajr, and they die that evening, they're guaranteed Jannah. And whoever says it in the morning, and if they pass away that day, and they have conviction in it when they say it, they're guaranteed Jannah. It takes a few moments, and you find many examples from the Sunnah. Just spend a few moments here, the reward is forever. A few moments here, the reward is forever. So imagine connecting with this, it takes a few moments all of your past mistakes are deleted. Not only that, that coal or that dirt of the mistakes, they're turned into gold. They're turned into diamonds and multiplied by 10. This is who we're asking for forgiveness. But if we don't take those steps towards Allah, then we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing with our time, with our effort, with our, with our, our lives, with our money, with our resources? Let's make the intention to do this today. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina au akhtatna. Rabbana wala tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala alladhina min qablina. Rabbana wala tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'afu anna. Waghfir lana warhamna anta maulana fansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. We ask Allah to forgive each and every one of us who are here today. We ask Allah to forgive all of our bigger mistakes, all of our smaller mistakes, and everything in between. We ask Allah for a clean slate between us and Him. We ask Allah to help all of us to turn a new page today for the better in terms of our relationship with Him. We ask Allah for clean hearts, we ask Allah for pure hearts, and we ask Allah to make us from among those who receive their book of deeds in the next life on the Day of Judgment in their right hands. And we ask Allah to make the account easy for each and every one of us and our loved ones. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina min ladunka rahmah wa lana min amrina rashada وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له دين حنفاء ويقيموا الصلاة ويأتوا الزكاة وذلك دين القيمة وأقم الصلاة